Today, the board game recommendations of a frustrated athlete. Hello and welcome to Destination Tokyo with myself, Mark Shardlow. It's 10 minutes of daily chat about the Olympics and Paralympics with those who are hoping to make it to Tokyo this summer. Now, to get to Tokyo, you have to qualify. And today we hear about the struggles of trying to find a competition to achieve qualifying times. My guest today is the former world champion hurdler, Di Green. Hey there, Mark. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Not too bad, just training as per usual. Nothing, uh, nothing too special, really. Uh, I've sensed a bit of frustration from you in recent weeks about the lack of opportunities you've had to compete indoors. How's that been and how are you feeling about it? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's been the talking point amongst athletes recently is that there's been a lot of competitions around, um, but they've all been in, uh, in and around Europe and, and the US and obviously with travel restrictions. It's just made it very difficult for us to get to these competitions because the competitions don't have fans, they don't have budgets to ship the athletes over. So only a really, you know, a, a few top, top athletes are able to, to compete. Um, and domestically, we haven't really had any competitions. Um, I think we have one this weekend, um, but that's, um, you know, just, just the one. Um, so yeah, it's a bit frustrating really that there isn't much on uh, for athletes at the moment and considering that the Olympic sort of qualification window uh, is open as well. So you could, you know, realistically, you could get your qualifying standard in the indoor season for the outdoor season. But uh, we're a little bit behind at the moment with, uh, with regards to competition. So, yes, a lot of frustration uh, in the athletics community, I think it's fair to say. Is that frustration aimed at anyone or is it just how it is? We're struggling at the moment to, with any competitions that's, that, that fit just elite criteria. And by that I mean there's no competition being put on at all um, because people would usually put them on for for the masters, they put them on for age groups. Um, and so there's there's no real reason for them to want to try and put them on for just elites only because they they probably end up making a loss. Um, so yeah, it's frustrating. It's not the it's not the, the people who are in charge of the competition's fault really. It's um, you know it's not their job to do it. It's um, British athletics that probably should step up in this situation and. Uh, and put competitions on for us. Yeah, we had Alice Deering on yesterday. Uh, Alice had just been competing in Manchester with the British Swimming Competition this weekend. I mean, they called it an international, but it was pretty much an internal event, but held under a competitive sort of structure, you know, with volunteers, with music, with announcements and stuff like that. And I guess that's the sort of thing that you're wanting and you're missing. Yeah, we understand that we can't, uh, you know, travel a- around and uh, and go to competitions. And if, if, for example, I wanted to compete in Europe, I w- wouldn't be allowed to train at the training centre. I usually train at for for five days after coming back. Um, I might be given a slot. I think the slot is like seven thirty in the evening to nine pm. You just get a little chunk of time where you can train, um, but it's not really you know, enough for you to do your normal training block. So anytime you're going away, it's it's going to hinder your training thereafter. And obviously the risk of exposure is huge when you're going through airports and traveling. So we don't want to do that as athletes. We want domestic competitions. And we understand that there's not a huge number of athletes in each field, as in there's not loads of 400 meter runners, there's not loads of 800 who all want to compete at the moment. Um, and we know that there's not going to be crowds or anything, but they should be putting on something for us. Uh, something is better than nothing because nothing means that we don't get to qualify for our European indoors and we can't obviously get into races early in the outdoor season if we haven't got a performance to our name during the indoor season. When did you last compete? For me, I competed uh, during the summer, which was 
probably around July time, August time maybe. I just did uh, one competition um, in in Hungary, but yeah, I was I was aiming to to be competing indoors. I picked up a like a tiny little niggle at the start of about seven days ago, um, which will take about ten twelve days. So I'm nearly out of that now. I won't be able to do any indoors. Uh, and yeah, there, there is that knock on effect and of how that you know hinders you for the outdoors, which is frustrating. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of a feeling at the moment, and and I'll be surprised if we do really well at the European indoors, um, which is in a, I think it's in about three or four weeks' time. Um, you know, we have a few big names obviously going there, but in terms of team size, I imagine it'd be very very small because we haven't had the opportunities to compete and get the standard to go. And then I suppose the knock on for the summer is that there will be a lot of athletes wanting to race as soon as the outdoor season starts yet there may still be some sort of COVID restrictions. So, you know, you, I guess you guys will be scrambling around trying to find races. Yeah, in, in the world of athletics, the, the current criteria is very strict uh, for selection for championships, for the Olympics. And it pretty much means if you're in a bigger race, you get more points. Even if you finish last in one of the bigger races, you get more points than winning uh, a smaller race. That's just how it is at the moment. It's, it's, it's very... Um, it's weighted towards bigger competitions and to get to the bigger competitions you have to travel um, we don't have anything outside the Diamond Leagues which are after the closing date in the UK we don't have anything uh, of, of any worth in our country at all apart from our British champs there's nothing else else scores a lot of points we have to try and go abroad um, and yes all athletes in all countries are going to be in the same situation so we're all going to be fighting for a few lanes there's going to be less competitions on the schedule in general Um there's going to be you know, restrictions on travel maybe from one country to another. Um, some countries on that list might not allow us in and vice versa. So it's going to be very difficult to try and find enough competitions at the right time of year um, for your event because not all competitions have all events on as well. I, I, can, I can only do the 400 hurdles really. I'm not going to go somewhere and do uh, uh, an 800 metres. Uh, so I have to hope to try and find competitions that have 400 metre hurdles on as an event. I can sense the frustration in your voice, and I guess a niggly injury doesn't help with that either. So, um, how are you coping? Uh, yeah, it's been it's probably been quite a stressful few weeks without without properly taking stock or realising it. It's been a bit of a stressful one. Um, you know, in, in relation to the injury, it's the first injury I've had uh, since around since I started back training in October. I had a few other things, which was just a couple of days off here or there. Um, but so this is the first actual injury, and, it, and it's really minor. So that's not an issue on its own. I think my frustration is coming more from the, uh, the lack of competitions we have uh, during the indoor season. And uh, you know, as athletes, we've, we, we obviously want to compete and we've tried to relay this message to, to British athletics and uh, in the hope that they'll do a better job in, in, for the outdoor season because we don't want the repeat of this. We don't want to get to April time, May time, and then suddenly, oh yeah, there's no competitions because of COVID and, you know, people don't want to put them on and British athletics aren't taking up the mantle in that regard and then we find ourselves really struggling to qualify um, so yeah there's a lot of frustration comes from that um, but you know on the whole if I if I reflect on where I'm at you know currently in an Olympic year I'm in a very good spot in terms of uh, physical fitness um, it's a shame I don't get to compete indoors but I've trained really well on the whole for the last four or five months um, and if anything, the fact that I can't do any indoors now or can't qualify for the indoors, it means that my focus is solely on the Olympics. So it just means I can prioritise the training I need to do for the summer. Well, that works in the bag, isn't it? Um, what do you like when you've got a niggly injury and you can't do your normal routine? What do you like at home? 
um, I'm probably a horrible person. I just sort of, um, without realizing it, I just, I just, I'm just not as happy, I guess. Um, as in the thing that brings me most joy is training and racing. And if I can't do that to a good level, then that just, there's nothing else that fills that gap for me at the moment in my life. There's other things I'm doing to keep busy. Uh, and I am training daily still, but I just can't run. So I have to do things in the pool, do things on the bike, uh, do things in the gym. So I try to, you know, put, I put hundred percent effort into that stuff, but it doesn't quite scratch the itch, so to speak. So my partner's experiencing that at the moment. And I'm just a bit quieter than normal, and um, and yeah, just less engaging maybe in general, just because I'm a bit a bit down. But I just try to uh, I try to distract myself in a positive way, sort of you know, uh, with movies or you know board games, whatever it might be, just to try and take my mind off it, um, off the fact that I know that I'm not quite doing the training I need to do. Did you say board games? Yeah, yeah. Board games have been a big hit in our household for the last 12 months. That's old school. What are you doing? Uh, what aren't we doing? We've got, uh, well, we started off with a few basic ones like Settlers of Catan, um, Ticket to Ride. Uh, we bought them a while ago and we've expanded into other ones. We bought uh, a wine uh, producing uh, game which was called Viticulture. That was my partner's Christmas present. Um, and yeah, on the on the farm where we live, we sort of classes one household with Jess's parents who who live pretty much attached to us. Um, so yeah, we sort of we'll play board games together, the four of us. So they've been keeping us going, keeping us sane. Although our competitive side do come out, and they aren't pretty at times for some people. <laughs> yeah, I'd not heard of any of those that you mentioned. They they must be new school then. Which one? Am I, which one do I need to get into? Uh, the, so, like, if you well, Settlers of Catan is is a really old game, um, and it's sort of entry level board game. Really, if you start going into it, um, it's quite basic in terms of like you know, the moves and what you have to do, and, and you pick it up. And um, so, I'd start with Settlers of Catan. It's it's really good, really enjoyable, and uh, you know, a lot of variety with the board because you can set the board up different ways every time. It's very random, um, so that's a staple with us. Um, and it gets very competitive because there's a, there's a trading element to it as well. So then you sort of, oh, you need to watch that person over there. Look what they're doing. Don't trade with them. And it, yeah, it gets it gets quite heated and quite fun at the same time. Thanks for the tip. That will save me from endless monopoly. <laughs> yeah, we haven't said any monopoly. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of alternatives. I'll let, let you know them all. Yeah. Cheers, Di. All the best. Hope it, hope things improve. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to chat. Cheers. And thanks to Dai for a fascinating insight into preparing for Tokyo and the frustrations getting ready for this summer. And I'll drop Dai's social media details in the show notes. And also in the show notes, I'll put how you can contribute to my chosen charity. That's Maggie's Cancer Centre. Well, I hope you're enjoying these 10-minute podcasts covering the Olympics and Paralympics. It's more Olympic talk tomorrow, and I'll be back with another Destination Tokyo. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye.